Hello, fellow Gritizens. Do you believe in your ability to navigate life's obstacles, but you're not always sure where to start? Well, lend me your ear, because here on Grow My Grit Podcast, we gather strength and inspiration from real people navigating real obstacles in real time with grit. I'm so grateful for the chance to connect guests and listeners who are ready to know, grow, and show their grit, perhaps best described as one's default settings in the face of obstacles. With our individual grit compass as our guide, one of the biggest opportunities available to us is identifying the strengths we already possess and we reliably bring to challenging situations. These insights into ourselves and into others allow us to explore obstacles with renewed passion and purpose. Are you ready? Welcome to Grow My Grit Podcast. I am so grateful that you've made time to listen in and learn about yet another Gritizen's adventures navigating life's obstacles with grit. With us today is Pierce Marsden. Pierce was born and bred in South Africa in a complicated time. He moved to Canada in 2018 rather spontaneously, and it was possibly the best decision he made. Pierce is married to Michelle, who introduced him to Power Yoga Canada's Oakville community where we met. They have three wonderful kids, one boy and two girls, who think Pierce is like Chandler from Friends in that no one can really explain what it is he does at work. Pierce is a chartered accountant by profession, having qualified from Wits University in Johannesburg, but he is not an accountant. He studied business management at Kellogg School of Business at Northwestern University, but he does not manage a business. Essentially, he is a management consultant who dislikes management consultants, and he specializes in helping companies that are going through significant crisis, mostly financial distress, but also reputational or some other existential issue. Pierce is a self-proclaimed petrol head and will probably hear many car metaphors during our conversation. He can literally watch any sport. Pierce, welcome to Grow My Grit podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful for your time. Now, of course, we always get started by asking, how do you define your grit? Please share your G-R-I-N-T words so we can speak to each word individually. Great. Well, thank you very much for your time as well. So um, quite a lot of thought into this uh, in terms of of trying to understand each of the components of it. So I hope it's kind of down the line of what you were thinking. So we'll start with the G. Yes. And it was capitalized. That was a mistake, mm-hmm. by the way. <laughs> so um, gears, once again, playing into the petrol head. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty relaxed person, um, but what I do professionally is quite a somber and serious business. Mm. And so I always find myself having gears that I need to shift and move through. Mm. So from being in a kind of a relaxed informal mood like this or seeing you at the yoga studio through to a a very serious uh, work situation, I do find myself moving through gears. So I find myself quite often in the position of saying, okay, guys, it's time to kind of shift gear, get into a different mode, get into a different zone. Mm. And I find myself shifting through those almost physically uh, as as I do that. So that is certainly one of the ways that I, I try and 
show grit, determination, and and just kind of move move through life by mm-hmm. changing gears, and then changing back is just as important as going up the gears, right? Yes. So as you come, you've got to you've got to slow down as well. So mm. so that was the G. I hope Love that makes it. any sense. That is perfect. And the beauty of this exercise, every word you choose is perfect for you. There is no <laughs> sense that I can bestow upon you. If this yes. is how you approach obstacles, then. That is absolutely the perfect answer. Thank you. Yeah, no problems. So move on, moving on to the R, mm-hmm. um, which is to rally. Um, I think whenever you get knocked down, um, I have this concept of kind of you rally back. You mm-hmm. come back from from it going down. And whether it is um, in personal life or, or in a professional environment, I find that I have the ability to rally. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my strong points in that I can get knocked down. I can have a bad day. But I always find it in, inside myself to to rally, to just get back, um, mm. and to get back into the game, and to start again, and try a different tactic or a different approach, mm. um, and and so that ability to bounce back and get up is is something I identify in myself. Phenomenal! I love that <laughs> definition because it's very energetic but very sustainable. It sounds like there's this energy required, but it's also something you're sourcing from within. So it's this kind of constant movement. Yeah, and and I like the time aspect of it, right? Because mm. it doesn't have to be instantaneous. Yes. You know, I think you can be knocked down, live a little bit in the down, yes. um, pick yourself up and rally again. So yes. Whether that's overnight, over weekends, over a longer a period of time, there is a, it's not an immediate bounce back, Beautiful. right? It, it it does have a time, and a wallow is the wrong word, but to sit in it sometimes yes. is, is not a bad thing, right? Yep. Yeah, um, and it ties into kind of my theory, which is the the, the, the tea getting into mm-hmm. it. But uh, and we'll maybe come to that a little bit later. But I do think sometimes you have to percolate. Maybe then wallow is the right yes. word. You just got to yeah. sit in it for a bit. Yes. Um, you know, to look for an instant answer is not really the right way. I don't think it mm-hmm. doesn't work for me personally. So yeah. I, I like the time aspect that, that's associated with it as well. Amazing. Thank you. That's so thoughtful. What's your I word? So my I is a weird one. It's icebreaker. Bring it. Bring it um, on. So in, in in the kind of social setting, yes. I find that if you are able to just break the ice with somebody and, and find some common ground yep. um, over something irrelevant, something mm. small, yep. something big, doesn't really make a difference, but find that common ground uh, over social chit-chat. I think it just leads to far more meaningful conversations. Mm. Um, and so, you know, I see myself as a bit of an icebreaker uh, in, in that context, in that I can have conversations with just about anybody. Yes. Um, and I find that if you can find that common ground over the weather, sport is one of my favorite go-tos, mm. uh, ice swims, yoga. Yes. Um, I just think it leads to far more meaningful conversations because you have an instant connection. Okay. So I think having that ability to just, uh, and, and the name is kind of pretty cool as well, right? Yes. If you just think about the physical aspect of an icebreaker, mm-hmm. you've got a frigid environment and there's this ship plowing through, not doing damage to the water because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. water and ice are the same, but just yes. kind of setting a path for for other people to follow or everything else. So I, I love that word actually mm. when I saw it. I love that visual. Again, yeah. that idea that you are essentially a physical icebreaker, a barge, an yeah. opportunity. You are like the the linebacker of sorts. If we go into football, uh, really now we're that, talking. We're talking sports. <laughs> You're part of your opportunity when things are difficult is to really make sure the people on the journey with you or involved in the journey are equally capable of seeing how to get through, whether it's following your lead or noticing what spaces you've made. That's very other centered. And I, I also like the the aspect, and maybe this is a bit too uh, in my own mind, but you know, if you're if you're breaking ice, you're not breaking it. Water can be water, it can be ice, it can be steam, it can be yes. in a various different forms. So I don't want to be somebody who creates a divide and mm-hmm. a path. So that visual of kind of having 
ice and being split is not what I was looking for, but it's more just kind of a shape shift almost, mm. like in terms of doing that as well. So Beautiful. just bring, yeah. You, oh my goodness, I'm going into <laughs> biology, I'm going into physics, I'm going into the mechanics of changing states. Because again, yes. I like that correction yes. in that what you're doing is not creating separation, you're actually shifting, like you said, you're making space for yeah. travel on the journey. Yeah, ooh, exactly. Amazing. Ooh, I'm so happy with visuals. Thank you. Good, ooh, no problems. Okay. Uh, and in theory, right? Mm -hmm. um, so once again, being quite an analytical person, and yes. you can see from my background that that's mm -hmm. kind of where I'm rooted in it. Yes. Uh, quite often going back to basics is important for me. Okay. You know? um, and whether it is um, a hypothetical situation uh, on a one-on-one -on -one, yep. uh, or, or something a bit deeper, I think, you know, going back to taking the emotion out of it, mm. becoming down to the theory, coming down to what is um, a, a kind of a hypothetical analysis of a situation, mm -hmm. a parallel. And, and I find that that's a good way also to, to, to overcome obstacles, particularly in, in the work environment yeah. where, you know, it is a charged environment in which I, I work. And, you know, you've kind of removed the emotion out of the room and get yes. back to a theoretical base is, is quite often the best way to, to get through a situation. Yep. And not everyone is capable of that. So it's amazing that you are recognizing that expertise and also bringing it to situations and modeling it for people whose default setting may not include anything along that, that mindset. But again, given the nature of what you do, it's that this is, this is the clearest path to achieve the outcome. Yeah. The extra energy attached to emotion is not necessarily going to get us closer to the outcome we're looking to achieve so yeah very much i think you have to deal with the emotion at some point mm -hmm. but quite often you have to separate it yes. uh, into what is the right way forward yes. um, in that perspective and we can deal with the emotions as you have to at yes. some point you can't suppress them but yep. um, i do think kind of breaking it down to the base theoretical level helps problem solving yes yeah. so wonderful now given your incredible combination of words do you feel <laughs> that your grit words connect with each other do you feel like they cooperate with each other or do you feel like they compete with each other um i think it's very situational so i don't think i can give a vanilla answer to all of it okay. but certainly i think they would all work and pull in the same direction okay. um and and depending on the situation that dealing with some may be stronger than the others yeah uh, but I don't think they're in opposition to one another. I think they they work pretty nicely together. Okay, amazing. I love that question only because it creates this extra level of thought to how and when and and in what order sometimes words kind of play out. So there's no right answer. Again, it's just <laughs> one of those things that I love to get people thinking about. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you. Looking ahead and looking at how much you have to offer humanity and just really appreciating <laughs> the, the way you do things. Um, on your grit growth guide, you indicated that family is one of your top five values. But I understand that you have to spend a significant amount of time traveling from Canada to South Africa for work. When you hop on the plane for your umpteenth trip away from your wife and your children, which grit word kicks in first to help you manage yet another journey? You know, that's a that's a tough one because... Um, particularly actually previous to COVID when I was traveling a lot more, I think mm -hmm. uh, it, it's reduced a little bit uh, more recently, but I think rally has got to be the one Okay. Um, where, you know, it is tough. Uh, I'm dealing with uh, three kids, uh, as I mentioned, um, and, and getting back and actually the, the biggest challenge is reintegrating, right? Mm. I think that when I'm away, I think, you know, it's okay for me. I'm busy. I'm, you know, either on a plane or in meetings and I don't mm -hmm. have time to think. Um, I think it's a lot tougher on the family. Yes. Um, and it's actually the toughest is when I reintegrate mm. rather than when I'm away. I think when I'm away, everybody gets down, they rally um, and they get on with the school or, or whatever they've got going on. The reintegration is the problem um, that I found. So, you know, the ability to come back 
take a break, rally, get back into it and reintegrate, I think is the one that I have to most lean into uh, in, in that regard. But it is tough, right? And mm -hmm. I think not only the time spent away, um, but it's also the time difference, right? So it's about a six hour time difference, seven, seven hours in winter. So even just communication, right? Yes. Seven hours ahead. I wake up in the morning. Um, they're still asleep, yes. so I can't make contact with them. Yes. Uh, lunchtime comes, I'm working. Uh, evenings come, I make the call, they're in the middle of their day, right? Yes. So even just touching base for 20 minutes, mm. five, 10 minutes is very difficult in yes. that time period of the way. So that, that becomes an added stress to it as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate your ability again to articulate how that rallying piece is really the, the one, the lead tactic that really reminds you that, okay, yeah. I can get through this. This is what I need yep. to make happen. And again, whether it takes a couple of days to rally back from having been away, whether it's a couple of hours, there's that buffer, but ultimately that energy is really the prime tactic to really yeah. just kind of not pick up where you left off, but kind yeah, of move I don't forward. think you can pick up. I you think you have, you, no. have, you, have to, you have to bounce back and come forward, right? Yes, so I, th yes. I think there is, I think maybe when I first started doing it, I was just trying to reintegrate straight away mm. as if I hadn't been away oh. and that doesn't work, right? I think you do have to have that moment, that space, and then, you know, rebound, rally, yes, you know, yes. re-energize. Oh. And I think of basketball when I picture that image, someone else, another person I spoke with, her R was rebound, the yes. same idea, but Love different it. context, different wording, but ultimately that, that. <clears throat> yeah, I get it. It's a yeah. very, it's a kind of similar, not only from alliteration, but from the perspective. Yes, I'm moving forward. Yeah. Love it. Oh my goodness. So exciting. Now, shifting gears, as you, you talk about <laughs> gears. So from last November until this May, I was part of a crazy collective who jumped into Lake Ontario every Tuesday before doing hot yoga in the studio. You used to say we were out of our minds, <laughs> and then you joined us one day. How did your grit get you to accept the cold plunge challenge and do it by diving in head first? So I started in theory. <laughs> which was okay. And I can't remember who it was. I think it was Marcus. Okay. Um, I was next to him in, in after he'd just come back from, from a cold plunge. Okay. And in the hot studio, yes. you know, 100 degrees or whatever it is, yeah. uh, after three minutes, I'm, you know, at full sweat. Uh, and he'd come from a swim first and, you know, it took a while. He had a couple of layers off. So yeah. I was kind of sitting there theorizing around, yeah. well, you know, it's obviously very good. You know, he's happened here. He's had this kind of energized uh, swim, ice cold temperature, mm -hmm. and then going through the hot yoga, which I get a lot of benefits from, uh, you know, aside from that as well. So mm -hmm. I started in theory. Yes. Right. And I was like, I like this. I like, I can see the benefits. There's quite a lot of research around the benefits of it, uh, as I'm sure you've spoken okay. about or you know. Yeah. Um, and so once I'd gotten through the theory, I was okay. just full on in. Well, okay. you know, if I've, if I've convinced myself, then you may as well do it. And then once you're going to do it, you may as well do it full on, right? So straight through the gears into sixth and dived right on in. <laughs> I was going to say, and for listeners, I my mouth is absolutely gaping wide because when Pierce joined us, the very first plunge, I'm the type that I, I walked in. I kind of, well, I ran in the first few times because again, the water is pretty much zero degrees, zero degrees Celsius. And we just kind of find our way into the water. Pierce showed up, dove in head first. I was just in a state of shock, not from the cold of the water, but from this visual of a human just diving in head first. So I, I just thought, wow, he gets things done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think once I've once I've I've met the challenge in my mind, I think mm. you've just got to do it. In fact, if there was a pier, I would have jumped off that, right? Because oh I, I also gosh. don't know if I could have just dipped my toe in. I think I, I want to chickened out. <laughs> That's incredible. So just pulling on that, you've spoken to the power of visualization for yourself. Is that really a tactic that you operate from when it's really a chance to just, again, almost step back, but you're stepping, I, f I picture visualizing as kind of stepping into something, but you're doing it from your observer. So 
Do you do that all I do. the time? I, not all the time. It's quite a powerful technique that mm. I would say I do use. Um, so I think that I, I, I think it was more coming from fear. I think of the of the of the cold. Right? Yes. I was like, "Am I if I if I go in ankle deep? Am yes. I just going to go no? <laughs> you know, that's not okay. going to work. Okay. Because if I just charge in, I don't really have. Uh, and I didn't think about this, but it's an icebreaker as well. I fully <laughs> thought of that when I, I read I, your just, words. Yes. So, yes. so yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, to be fair, I think it probably just came from fear. I just didn't, I didn't want to back out, so okay. I was just going to dive right on in. Put all yourself. But into I did it, it twice. You did it twice. I know, and that was the other thing. I was still gasping at. <gasps> and then he took and came out of the water and just jumped in again, just to make yeah. sure that it really happened and it. Yeah, it's on file. Like exactly, happened. it happened. Saw, it happened. Amazing. <laughs> and then another kind of neat connection is that rational or rationality is your top value. Yeah. But there is nothing rational about cold plunging. So I disagree. I did oh. the work. Okay. And there is a lot of research mm. around whether it's the Wim Hof method yes. of the cold weather. Um, in our modern lifestyle, we've become very um, sedentary and we've become very. Uh, unused to shocks to the system, and I think it's very healthy to do that okay. as well. So, actually, from a rational perspective, mm. I think it doesn't mean it makes it easy, which yes. is why I was fearful. Yes. But I do think that if you have to take the benefits relative to the very minor inconvenience of yes. a couple minutes of cold, yes, um, it's the only rational decision. Right? Okay. Oh, I love that. And yeah. as someone, my my joy of cold plunging was really just it's it's this thing I do with my crazy yoga friends. So the obstacle for me, there really wasn't one because it was just a chance to do something that I can't even explain. So I like that to me, it seemed irrational, but I appreciate that that in yeah. fact was the only rational choice to make. Yeah. Love so I mean, there's physiological benefits of it, yeah. uh, just the energy that you get from it, which I'm sure you experience yes. yourself. Yep. Yep. Um, and in fact, I bumped into somebody the other day at the studio and they were like, I can't even, I'm waiting for winter, right? They want to get back again. <laughs> they can't go swim in this water. It's, you yeah, know, it's 40 degrees. It's too warm. <laughs> I declared that in May after 29 Tuesdays, we got to May something and I thought it's actually too warm. Yeah. Cold lunch. I'm out. I'm, You've got to do it. I got to wait. We got to wait for. We got to wait for to cool down a bit. So good. So good. <laughs> I'll see you there. Yeah, we'll see you there. Indeed, I love that. Now, again, going back to the grit growth guide, which is something I invite everyone to complete, just to get a sense of not only what you do when things are difficult or in challenging situations, but also the the values and really getting a sense of what matters, and then also really capturing where can changes kind of happen if you needed to make changes to grow your grit yeah what would that look like and so i asked people to think of three areas that seem really easy out of the 10 um three areas that seem really hard out of the 10 and then one that seems impossible and on your and seems impossible not yeah. is impossible seems got it and what i noticed on your grit growth guide is that you listed mindset as the one area where it seems impossible to make changes when it's time to grow your grit and i'm curious what are you teaching your children about the importance of having a, import, having a particular mindset when it's time to face challenging situations and relationships. Yeah, so I, I mean, I think the biggest item there is a fixed versus a growth mindset in, mm. in, my, in my view. Yep. I tend to have a fixed mindset, which is pretty bad. Mm. Um, but uh, I think, and certainly my wife, Michelle, who you know is, is very forward on the growth mindset. You yes. know, a lot of it on, you, you can't do it yet, yet. right? Yes. Um, and so... You know, for me, that has been the biggest obstacle is trying to get into that uh, side of it. Uh, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes. It's kind of where I am. Um, but of course you can, right? And uh -huh. and so um, the kids, I think, have got that messaging, mostly from their mother. She gets the credit. Mm. Um, but but and it's, and it's and it's a never ending battle, right? Yes. Um, around 
a growth mindset in mm. terms of the ability to move yourself and how powerful and strong we can be yes. if we do that. Um, and and it's not it's not an easy task um, for me. I find it very difficult to consistently be at it mm-hmm. um, as well. So I'm very easily stuck in my ways. And yes. so for me to kind of break that, I think is quite challenging. Ooh, and you know, I'm going to pull up the example of we have a conversation <laughs> and we had a private class through yoga. Yes. And eventually there was this idea that you could not get upside down. It was not in your body. It was not in your practice. And after a few opportunities to kind of play with and work with what you've got, you are consistently doing handstands <laughs> against the wall. You are doing leapfrog. So did that experience, have your kids seen your handstands, first of all? And does that give you evidence to the contrary about They've not certainly being heard about them. I mean, I'm very proud to tell them that I'm working on it. Okay. Whether they believe it yet is a different okay. discussion. We have handstand competitions in the pool. Mm. Um, but um, uh, it, I'm, it's, a, it's a work in progress. Okay. Um, I think that, and I'm sticking with it, I think that's yes. an important component of it. And it very, very much was a stretch objective. Like yes. it was not something that I thought was possible. Correct. And I'm not there yet. Um, and and but I'm, I feel I'm definitely making progress. Okay. Um, and I will get there. Yes. I'm confident about that okay. with your support. Yes, and with your amazing <laughs> energy. And just yes. for listeners, if you're ever at the PYC in Oakville, please come because Pierce can, in fact, do handstands against the wall. So yes. as much as you're saying you're not there. Oh no, my objective is to move off to, the wall. Off the wall to leave the my crutch. Target. That's the okay. next step. That's yeah, the yeah. next step. Beautiful. But again, I appreciate your sharing about your fixed mindset and really having the the space to see how there are examples of times when that story isn't true and it's remembering that wait there's this thing that i thought i couldn't do yep. but i did learn and so you're essentially modeling that for your kids and, and passing that on with michelle so yes. it's important to have that forward motion and that forward focus yeah and i think and, and to stick with it right it's yes. it's 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 not once again something that happens overnight or very quickly mm-hmm. it's, it, it's the long arc of history that you've got to judge growth over yes right? yes long strong consistent all yep. those important things beautiful all right one last question just because i appreciate just your perspective on things i would love to know what has changed since the day you got to know your grit and what's possible now wow that is an that's an interesting question i think um Labeling stuff is is very important, I think, uh, in terms of being able to see what's good, what works for you, what mm-hmm. doesn't as well. Mm-hmm. So I think actually just the, the exercise of, and it's going to sound completely ridiculous, but just Googling good R words, yes. you know, good G words, yes. and then kind of going down a list and then thinking about it, mm-hmm. I think... Um, Gets you to think a little bit, um, which I think is h- half of the point. Yes. Uh, more than that. Yes. Um, and, and so I think... Uh, being able to understand what you're good at, I think, is important. People often are too focused on what they're not good at. Yes. So I think for, oops, oops. <laughs> holding onto phones is not a good thing. Um, I think uh, understanding uh, where your strengths are is important yes. because that fills you with the confidence to carry on. Um, and then identifying areas where, you know, like the mindset where you do have to continually refocus, I think, is important. So I think the whole... Uh, structure of it and the naming of it and the framing of it, I think provides provides a great context. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. And now the last, last question is really <laughs> speaking to your younger self, for example, if you could having had this opportunity to really go through what it is that you do well, really focusing on the strengths that you bring, looking at places where you're considering making change, what would you tell someone who's your younger self's age to kind of keep in mind as you Oh my goodness. Navigate obstacles. 
what would I tell my younger self? What would you tell? Like maybe 20 years younger? Maybe Wake up, dummy. <laughs> no, I think uh, in all seriousness, I think that, um, I think as many of us did in kind of our early 20s, kind of just, you know, sailed through life a little bit, mm. right? And without much thought, without much structure, which is fine yep. uh, for that age. But I think that uh, there were a lot of missed opportunities in terms of social connections, community. Okay. Um, and and so having the ability to reflect a little bit more, I think, yep. is, is important. Um, having the ability to understand yourself uh, and and your place in the world yes. uh, is is uh, is something I probably would have just just you know smell the roses a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, enjoy enjoy where you are because it is fun being that age. But yes. you know, just enjoy it, appreciate it, and uh, you know, thankful for for everything that you have. It that sounds kind of cliched, but it's just no. really what I would what I would say. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for sharing your grit. I hope that the no rest problems. of your day is amazing. And thank you for always being such a positive influence the studio and just the light and everything else. We really appreciate it. Amazing. Have a glorious rest of your day. Thank you so much. <laughs> See you Bye. soon. Bye. Grow My Grit podcast hosted by Hayes Shepmeyer is a production of Gritty Guru Company. This episode was recorded and mixed at Music Box by Jim Spiru. Music by Peter Willis. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify. For more information about my book, know, grow, and show your grit, self-discovery made simple, please visit growmygrit.com. Follow me at growmygrit and share this podcast on social media. Leave a review, take a screenshot of the homepage, and send it to friends or family members who will benefit from more grit.